Ever wondered if your advertising dollar is really working for you? If your ad would have been here, you and more than 4 million people would be listening to it right now. Contact ads at exxoneradiotv.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Unwilling to be the government's deadly assassin, gifted psychic Kahara Mitchell went AWOL and ended up buried under rubble in the wake of a great tsunami. She regained consciousness far from Earth on the medical ship of a Dagaronian intergalactic fleet. Has she been rescued or abducted by aliens? The Chalice of Carrie, Kahira O'Donnell's latest paranormal science fiction romance, is the passionate story of an Earth woman and her destined mates, twin kings from another galaxy. Kahara uses her gifts fighting alongside Lords Rom and Ra in a war that will determine the destiny of galaxies. The Chalice of Kari by Kahira O'Donnell is now available at kahiraodonnell.com or at amazon.com. The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. You're listening to the Exxon Radio Show with my good friend, Earthling Rob McConnell, live and around the world on Talkstar, www.exxonradio.com. All Hit Radio. To the X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. In your mind, you have capacities, you know, to telepath messages through the vast unknown. Please close your eyes and concentrate with every thought you think Upon the recitation we're about to say Calling occupants of interplanetary craft Calling occupants 
occupants of interplanetary most extraordinary craft. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from the broadcast center of Relmar McConnell Media Company in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Email xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. Exo Nation, my guest this hour is Diane Tessman, and uh, the topic is the title of her book, The UFO Agenda. So, you want to know the truth? While teaching school in the 1970s, Diane was the state Florida, uh, Florida State Section Director for the Mutual UFO Network, MUFON, investigating a number of amazing and mysterious UFO sightings. However, Diane knew within herself that her motivation for looking into sightings and UFOs, paranormal phenomenon, and other dimensional realities was more than idle curiosity. She suspected she had experienced an otherworldly encounter when she was a child on her North Iowa farm. Who are they? Where do they come from? What do they want? For centuries, the UFO phenomenon has intrigued us, and now renowned UFO researcher Diane Tessman brings us face-to-face with some startling truths about the alien agenda. Joining me now is Diane Tessman. And Diane, welcome to the X-Zone. Oh, I'm pleased to be here. You know, you and I were chatting before we went on air um, about, you know, your animals. And, and I would just like to not let the X-Zone listeners know that you are a very special lady. You you work with animals. You run your own sanctuary. Uh, you've got a number of cats and dogs that you've rescued. God bless you for that. That my hat is off to you. Uh, well, uh, thank you. I returned to North Iowa where I grew up mm-hmm. um, after living in a number of places around the world, and I didn't want to just walk around my ten acres. I wanted to do something with it. And the cats and dogs were really my only friends in a lonely childhood, so I decided to have a sanctuary here. Um, there's a lot of uh, corporate farming in this mm-hmm. area, and they don't really help uh, the cats and dogs at all. There used to be family mm-hmm. farms that had uh, cats in the barn for mice yeah. and maybe a dog, but with carpet farming, nobody cares. So there's a lot of feral and uh, lonely and lost dogs and cats around here. So I made a sanctuary. Well, God bless you for that. And as I said to you, my hat is off to to you and, and other people who adopt and rescue these animals uh, from, from shelters and from the humane societies or take them in off the street out of the cold. And, and, of course, a salute and a big thank you to all the people who work at these shelters worldwide. Diane, you and I have to take a commercial break. We'll be back in two minutes talking about UFOs and your new book, The UFO Agenda. So, you want to know the truth? Exonation, my guest this hour is Diane Tessman. Her website, www.earthchangepredictions.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break in two minutes with Diane. 
If you'd like to send an email, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com and on Skype and MSN, the new address is TV. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Nicholas P. Jinnix is a lover of humanity and a seeker of truth. Using facts and not opinion, he exposes misconceptions spread by religious and political organizations. While theology, engineering, and science were his fields of academics, history, philosophy, and humanities are his fields of research. His article entitled, The Obama-Iran Nuclear Deal Must Be Stopped, exposes lies by Obama to approve a nuclear deal. This deal benefits Iran domestically and militarily, but compromises the security of the United States. The Genix article is provided on the internet link, www.rel-mar.com forward slash ng1. That's www.rel-mar.com forward slash ng1. Nicholas Jinnix is a lover of humanity and a seeker of truth. Using facts and not opinion, he exposes misconceptions spread by religious and political organizations. While theology, engineering, and science were his fields of academics, history, philosophy, and humanities are his fields of research. Nicholas Jinnix is devoted to informing and educating people. His article titled, The Obama-Iran Nuclear Deal Must Be Stopped, exposes lies by President Obama to approve a nuclear deal. This deal benefits Iran domestically and militarily, but compromises the security of the United States. Nicholas Jennings's bio and books are hosted on www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Fartlets, fartlings, pongies, and honkers. They have so many names, makes you go bonkers. Rear tempest, butt bubbles, bottom burps, all aside. Why does it smell like a little rat died? Hail the fart, whenever, wherever, whoever. Its existence actually enriches our lives because it gives us those unforgettable moments that we can all recall again and again that are always good for yet another laugh. A new expose on farting. Get your copy of The Endearing Fart by Eileen Dover at www.theendearingfart.com.
Explanation, uh, Diane Tessman is our special guest. Uh, she's got a brand new book out. It's, it's entitled The UFO Agenda. So, you want to know the truth? Her website is www.earthchangepredictions.com. Tell us a little bit about your book and why you decided to write it. Well, uh, I've been involved with uh, UFOs really all of my life mm-hmm. because of a childhood encounter. Um, I call it an encounter instead of an abduction, but I guess most people might say abduction, uh, and possibly several other encounters. Uh, for many years, though, after I kind of, as an adult, I taught school for 11 years and mm-hmm. was the MUFON state section director and uh, an investigator. And then I got involved in the spiritual side of it. I guess some people would say the new age side of it. For over 30 years, I've uh, put out uh, several publications uh, talking about the need to, to care for planet Earth and sort of from the alien point of view mm-hmm. what humans would be doing to their planet. But then a couple years ago, I swerved back into serious ufology, to uh, scientific research, and then I realized that it's really the the truth of UFOs is like all of our truth. It's both spiritual and scientific. You can't really say it's one or the other. And when you come to that realization, you come up with a bigger reality, uh, a bigger truth or the truth, uh, whereas you can't really do it just scientifically or just spiritually. And so that's really the basis that I wrote the book on, asking questions that haven't been asked uh, really ever, or at least recently, because everybody's got their little pigeonhole belief or opinion, uh, either skeptic or true believer, mm-hmm. or everybody wants to tell their experience, but they don't really listen to anybody else, and there's no theories coming up as to who UFO occupants are, and so that's really the motivation behind the book. You know, it's funny, I was just going to ask you, uh, is the truth out there? Well, I believe it is, and I think the truth has really more to do with us humans Mm -hmm. than it does with whoever they are. I think it's a challenge for us as we evolve, as all species do, unless they become extinct. You've got to move forward or become extinct. That's the truth of evolution. And I think it has something to do with that as far as uh, the truth behind uh, the UFOs. But it also has to do with alien visitors, and it also has to do with the paranormal, because you can't discount the paranormal from, from UFOs either. So it's a very complicated picture, and nobody really comes to terms with that anymore. We don't want to really tackle the whole the whole agenda. It, se- it seems that <laughs> it seems me, that ev- I did. <laughs> it seems that everybody wants to dissect what you said should be all put all together. For example, ghost hauntings, UFOs, alien abductions. Right. You know, everybody has their own little little specialty. Having the experience that you have in the world of UFOs, you know, having been with. Uh, with MUFON and now getting back into it, looking at it through the eyes of a, uh, you know, science and, and with all the experience you have, do you think that the the 
the entities, the beings who are visiting us are a threat to our society, to our existence? No, I I do not. Um, I think that they could wipe us out in one second if mm-hmm. they wanted to. Uh, they've been here at least since 1947, which kind of mar- marks the new age of ufology right. or UFO visitations. And they may have been here forever, I mean, throughout human history. And there's never been a mass attack that can be documented. Of course, very little can be documented of any nature. Uh, but I just, I think that they're observing and waiting. And every, I don't know exactly for what, but I have some ideas on, on it. Um, it depends what their source is as to what they might be waiting for. But I no, I don't think they are a danger to us. Now, you talk about quantum entanglement, and I was wondering if you could, you know, tell us what quantum entanglement is <laughs> as, it, as it connects to alien encounters and abductions. Right, quantum entanglement in a, in a few words. Um, it's a valid uh, physics theory, quantum mm-hmm. physics theory, uh, that two, uh, they started with <clears throat> the idea that two dice could be quantumly entangled, and so you could throw one die on Earth and one die on Mars if you wanted. They'd come up with the same number, and human scientists have entangled diamonds, so it's not just a uh, quantum physics micro theory. Right. Uh, it actually is is valid. Well, my take on it is um, I never felt I was channeling uh, the being that I met in childhood, and yet he has had a huge role in my life. He's, he's with me as a presence, but channeling never seemed right to me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sure. So um, with entanglement, it's the idea that perhaps advanced societies uh, or advanced uh, races can put two minds, uh, can in quantum uh, a bit of two minds together so that you can exchange, uh, I guess it amounts to telepathy in a way, but you can be one mind as far as the ideas you exchange. Not all ideas. I mean, I don't know. Let's say that he uh, pilots a UFO, which okay. is being kind of corny, but. I can't tell you how to pilot a UFO or give you a formula Mm -hmm. that he might know, and he probably can't tell you, you know, where to go buy cat litter, which is (laughs) what I do. But um, as far as deep ideas or theories, I've always felt an input. They just arrive in full concept. And I also feel uh, an identity with, with this being, um, I know that I'm not him or, or it, I don't, um, but I know that there is a connection that's lasted since I was about five years old. And uh, I do actually have a scar that I can't uh, explain and that uh, a um, cosmetic surgeon said was probably a laser scar. Hmm. Um, that would have been in 1952 that it happened. And my parents had no explanation for it. They're now dead, but they had no explanation. So 
possibly two minds can be um, connected as far as, as uh, or entangled as far as um, theories and thoughts and ideas. So that's what I came up with as being quantum entanglement between an alien being and uh, a human on Earth. And that might account for a lot of the channels or a lot of the people who feel an identity perhaps on mm-hmm. a starship or kind of silly things that the New Age came up with might have some sort of valid uh, foundation in encounters or abduction. Is, is it possible, Diane, that this feeling, this connection is actually on a level that is deep-rooted in our very own DNA? Yes, and actually, quantum entanglement is supposed to hold together DNA. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not a physicist, but I have read that in, in scientific uh, journals. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and there again, it has to do perhaps with collective consciousness. <clears throat> I've also got the theory that perhaps the uh, UFO occupants actually can read or know our our collective consciousness, and this is a chapter in the book, but they might not know our individual lives or consciousness. So it ends up kind of that there's a misunderstanding, or they can't quite understand us, or we think they're kind of crazy. Um, Abductions don't make any sense, and possibly that's because they're reading the collective consciousness of the species. Mm -hmm. Just a theory. (laughs) Is it but pos- that kind of it has to do with entanglement, also, I guess. All right, taking that hypothesis one step further, is it possible, Diane, that the gods of yesterday and in biblical times were actually mm-hmm. visitors from other planets? Yes, and if not from other planets, they could have been future humans. <laughs> All they need is time travel. Time travelers, yeah. Come back. Or they could be, uh, I've got uh, 10 sources of UFO beings that I came up with, and I'm sure there's probably more, Mm -hmm. but there's any uh, number of, for instance, dark plasma. They could have been dark plasma beings that were gods of old, shapeshifters. There's dark matter apparently Mm -hmm. all around Earth, and if there is bioplasm made of dark matter... Um, it may come and uh, form uh, even ghosts or um, Mother Mary on top of a church steeple. It's a a huge field. Um, I've got a current article in New Dawn magazine on dark plasma. Um, It it all has to do, I think the answer lies somewhere in quantum physics, Mm -hmm. but also in metaphysics or or ancient spirituality. a combination. <laughs> I, th- I think a lot of the mysteries that that we are looking into these days will certainly be answered and we'll have a better understanding as, as quantum physics and quantum mechanics are more widely used by, by members of the scientific community. And it's a field that's still in flux oh, because yeah. a few... A few will say there maybe there is no dark mm-hmm. matter, that that's not even valid, but the majority say that there is, and it's 76% of the universe, and we know nothing about it. Diane Tessman, please stand by you, and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. What a great hour this is going to be, Exonation. 
My guest, Diane Tessman, she's the author of The UFO Agenda. So, you want to know the truth? Diane was also the Florida State Section Director for MUFON, uh, and she's um, she's our guest this hour. We're going to be talking to her more about her book and uh, UFOs, ETs, ghosts, angels, gods, demons, and much more. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. Diane Tessman and I return. Don't go away. Ever wondered if your advertising dollar is really working for you? If your ad would have been here, you and more than 4 million people would be listening to it right now. Contact ads at exxoneradiotv.com. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? Well then, meet Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and her cutting-edge breakthrough knowledge that combines science with possibility. Dr. Kimberly brings real-life answers and healing to those open to alternative solutions. She teaches solution-based programs and classes that will change all areas of your life forever. Specializing in conscious creation, intuitive readings, and energy medicine, you can rapidly shift health, relationships, business, and money and abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best-selling book, Secret to Everything, at no cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash X zone. That's right. Transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash X zone and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free. Hi, this is Ken Elliott. When I'm floating around the universe, I always try to tune in to Rob McConnell. Hey, ho there, Trinity Frog on Sesame Street. When I want to find out what's going on with UFOs or ghosts, I listen to the X-Zone with Rob McConnell. This is Les Corrigan from Target Internet Development. You're listening to Rob McConnell on the X-Zone radio show. This is John Hogue, Prophecy Scholar, and you're listening to Rob McConnell in the X-Zone. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. There's something happening here, but what it is ain't exactly clear. There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down 
Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. Diane Tessman is my special guest. Uh, she has a new book out entitled The UFO Agenda. So, you want to know the truth? Her website is www.earthchangepredictions.com. Diane, I was wondering if you could tell us about your very own experiences, if, you'd, if you could. Yeah, um, I can. Uh, I, it happened either in 1951 or 52. Mm-hmm. I'm 66 years old, so I was four or five years old. And, uh, well, let me start here. A funny thing happened uh, a couple years ago. I moved back here to North Iowa um, 16 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, a couple years ago, an older guy drove up into the yard and uh, he said he was looking for my older brother uh, for a class reunion. My brother's 10 years older than I am. And, uh, uh, but he started talking about UFOs. I think he knew maybe from the Internet or something that I was involved with that. And he said, did I know that a uh, saucer landed uh, in to- near Toterville, which is about five miles from where I grew up? And his cousin told him this. His cousin was harvesting hay in the field and a saucer landed and two little guys got out who were like human uh, dwarfs or midgets. Mm -hmm. They weren't um, uh, grays. They were human, small humans or humanoids. And they went over and gathered some water from the stream in a vessel uh, or receptacle. And then they got back in their saucer and took off. his His cousin was bailing hay and and uh, made uh, this man promise never to tell anybody for fear of local derision and laughter. But uh, Dick kept this to himself all these years, but he wanted to tell me about it since I was in the field. Well, it was the same or in the, the UFO field, not in the hay field. So <laughs> it was uh, the same year that I suspect my encounter was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I say suspect because I was a child and I'm not sure of what year. I know about what age it was. That would have been five miles away from my house. Um, My brother, who was 10 years older, had terrible nightmares that year about three little men named Moho and Poe in in his nightmare that were midget-like. And uh, he actually was dangerous in the daytime. He kept a bat and knife in his room, and my mother warned me never to go in there. So my theory is that perhaps Norman was uh, had an encounter as well and didn't react as as well or wasn't a successful subject. But as far as my encounter, I remembered at first under hypnosis with Doctor Sprinkle, the old Sprinkle. Leo Sprinkle, yeah. So yeah, so well known in in ufology, and he's still a subscriber and friend to my newsletter. And uh, I wanted to explain my scar, which is uh, under my nose, and could involve uh, brain surgery or some sort of procedure, mm-hmm. could be a good place to get a clone, a chunk of clone material from, because the mouth has the most blood of anywhere in the body. Um, so there was something medical, which is kind of frightening, but for some reason, I've never been frightened of it. Uh, so... Now I remember consciously just snippets of it, and under hypnosis I had more details. But I, it mostly involves one being who was 
humanoid, mostly human. <clears throat> he had amber-colored kind of translucent eyes, which were possibly translucent, definitely amber-colored, which was really the most alien thing about him. But he was uh, normal height. He wasn't one of the, the short aliens that were around that year. Um, but he was decent and reticent and... Uh, tr I don't know what it was about. We sat on a bench, and he talked to me. Um, and this has haunted me and guided me all my life. And then there were possibly a couple of other um, encounters that were less dramatic. But I think something was done at that point. Um, I lived on this remote farm in North Iowa with uh, m just my parents and my half-brother. And... Uh, uh, it was, I guess, an abduction. And uh, that's, in a nutshell, that's my, my childhood experience. Did your encounter um, change your look on life? Did you look at life differently once you had your encounter? Did you, did you find yourself more in tuned with Mother Earth? Uh, did you find yourself asking more questions, or was there an increase in your intellect? I think yes to all of that. Mm -hmm. um, neither neither parent was inclined toward anything uh, cosmic. They were right. college graduates, um, uh, intelligent people, but uh, I was always different and uh, always felt for Mother Earth. If a tree was being cut, if a kitten was yeah. being mistreated, and sadly my, my brother shot some of my kittens in, in the basement, oh, which awful. was a childhood trauma. Uh, because he was a bit of a barbarian, and I've always wondered if uh, the the difference between us was why the contact with him wasn't pursued. Mm -hmm. But that's just a theory. That's. Uh, but yes, absolutely. I've always been hypersensitive to nature, and uh, so that is partly why, for many years, um, I did a lot of predictions and warnings of. Uh, everything from uh, ice melt to um, uh, just not being in contact with our Mother Earth. Uh, so, yes, absolutely, to your question. I, I read in something that you wrote, um, uh, you made a reference to Dark Earth. I was wondering if you could tell me more about that. Well, <laughs> um, Dark Earth is, is a word for... Uh, possible dark matter, okay. Earth, we're made of matter, mm -hmm. we're made of bioplasm. So what if dark matter, which uh, composes 76% of, of the universe, actually has dark bioplasm? Um, it would probably, it, there's a dark halo around Earth, that's scientific, mm -hmm. of, of uh, dark plasm. And it's bigger, this halo is as big as Jupiter is around Earth. So rocky Earth, our Earth, is small within this huge halo. And it's an ocean. We can think of it as an ocean of dark plasma. And if you think of fish swimming, mm -hmm. they can go um, up and down as well as forward and backward. So po probably the dark plasma beings would be like uh, fish swimming in a dark ocean, only they're not fish. They're, they would probably be 
consciousness, pure consciousness, perhaps a glob. I mean, who knows? But sure. possibly shapeshifters. And this could explain things like apparitions and ghosts and, and uh, plasma UFOs. Uh, because if they converted, if they have high, te- high intelligence, they possibly could have evolved quicker than we have because they don't have the barriers of the physical body, they would have evolving intelligence, sheer intelligence. Um, possibly they can come to us or, or transpose their dark plasma into plasma, mm-hmm. because so many UFOs look like plasmoids. Um, so that's, in short, uh, dark plasma is a huge subject. Um, I think it's the longest chapter in the book. But in in a nutshell, that's what it would be. Uh, life forms from a dark biosphere. Dark, and it doesn't mean evil at all. It simply means dark matter. And we don't even know what that is yet. It has a different gravity, apparently. A whole different. I mean, you can't say it's less dense because possibly they go through walls but you can't say it's more dense. Uh, it's a different uh, gravitino, and we have gravitons. It's it's very complicated, and I don't understand it all. But uh, they could it could explain everything from ghosts to UFOs. You know whether or not these these travelers, these visitors, are from other planets, other solar systems, other universes, or even other dimensions. Why don't they just make themselves known to the masses once and for all? I don't think that as a species we're quite ready for them unless there's going to be some big disaster. Mm-hmm. And if if they're good beings, then maybe they would be trying to help us or would help us at that point. But when you look at even at just the UFO subject and ufology, um, we're just not ready for it. Uh, there's so much fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. And I get very annoyed at, at certain um, ufologists that kind of preach fear. Fear changes to hatred so quickly, and we've Isn't done that, that throughout our history. And uh, whether it's you know, somebody with darker skin or mm-hmm. lighter skin or a different religion, that's what we do. And then we make war, and then we think we're being invaded. And, and uh, I mean, if you were a UFO occupant and everybody's carrying their guns here in the United States, would you really land in the backyard? Well, no, uh, no, I, I, I wouldn't. But on the other side of the coin... They've been visiting us since, well, going back to 1947, Kenneth Arnold, and even previous to that, you know, through the uh, through the great paintings of the masters, there's there is evidence of what I believe to be craft in the skies in their paintings. But why then do they just taunt us? Why do, why do they why do they only contact certain people? Why not just do it. Get get it over with. You know. It, well, I wish they would. Yeah, me too. Uh, but I do think it has to do with our own evolution. I mm-hmm. think they watch us as an evolving species and a very 
primitive species when you consider millions of years that other races yeah. might have. And and um, I don't think they're taunting us. I think they're wishing we'd see, um, I was going to say the light, but I really mean more wishing we would see intelligence and logic as right. well as some sort of spiritual light. Uh, it isn't taunting. They just want us to know they're there so that we will think and we will imagine. Um, and yet when you imagine, you know, I've been accused of being, um, uh, I love Star Trek. Mm-hmm. I admit it. <laughs> hey, so <laughs> do I. Original. <laughs> so do I. Original. <laughs> yeah. Original Star Trek, and yet I've been accused of loving science fiction, so not having a clear picture of these terrible uh, beings that abduct people and that are going to invade us. And um, I just think that uh, to have, uh, we're not ready for it. (laughs) You know, in in my opinion, science fiction is the precursor to reality. Yeah, we've got to expand as a species. We've got to dream. We've got to... And, and I think, too, current society makes us so afraid of everything. We're so inundated with yeah. ads for prescriptions, and and we got to put our helmets on to ride our bicycles, and we're scared. We're going through a phase of fear with yeah. a capital F. I agree with you 100%. Um, do, you, do you think that UFOs come from more than one source? Absolutely, and that's part of the confusion. I think that there are a number of sources of unexplained flying objects mm-hmm. or aerial objects or even submerged objects. I think there's a number of sources, which, which only adds to our, our fear and confusion, I guess. Well, from what I understand and from what I've what I've learned over the past 22 years doing this show is that there is nothing to fear. The only thing you have to fear is fear itself, whether it's, fear itself. Yeah. Whether it's investigating a, a UFO, whether it's investigating a haunting. Not once to my knowledge was there any deliberate malice or harm put on anyone. You know, you can read about accounts of uh, old alien entities um, were around the bed mm-hmm. of somebody, yeah. and they were so scared, or or uh, they got abducted, and they were so frightened, and yep. had lasting effects. And and yet, you know, one of my favorite analogies is there was a uh, used to be a video on YouTube of a little dachshund dog that ran up to two little girls and so happy, and the girls started to scream, and the dog kind of stopped. (laughs) So what the hell are you doing, lady? He backed up, and then he came, oh, he says, hi, and they started to scream again. And that's really what we're doing right now. Um, I was going to say in UFO Agenda, my book... Diane, I'm going to ask you to to hold that thought because I've got to take my final break. Please stand by. Great talking to you. Exonation Diane Tessman is our guest, www.earthchangepredictions.com, and the name of her book is UFO Agenda. So you want to know the truth? We'll be back. Don't go away. Nobody's right if everybody's wrong.
Born a Shiite Muslim and taught the Quran in his youth are some of the reasons why President Obama has an affinity for Islam and the Muslim people. His nuclear deal with Iran allows them to obtain over $150 billion to stimulate their country domestically and militarily while pursuing their objective to develop a nuclear bomb. A groundbreaking article by Nicholas Jinnix titled, Obama Continues to Lie to the American People, exposes many lies Obama has made. It includes lies to the American people on the Obama-Iran nuclear deal and Benghazi. The Jinnix article is provided on the internet link www.rel-mar.com forward slash ng2. That's www.rel-mar.com forward slash ng2. When demystified, shamanism is an ancient science delving into the quantum level of life. Understanding and implementing basic shamanic principles can empower the individual to heal, manifest, and evolve in these rapidly changing times. Path Home Shamanic Art School is a -a one-of-a-kind Colorado State certified occupational school training and certifying shamanic practitioners and teachers. We also train individuals simply interested in empowering and enriching their lives through shamanism. Path Home's certification classes are in a week-long block format, enabling national and international students to participate. We also provide online classes and long-distance shamanic healing sessions as well. Discover all you can be. Enter the limitless world of shamanism today. For more information, visit findyourpathhome.com or call 303-775-3431. Ever wondered if your advertising dollar is really working for you? If your ad would have been here, you and more than 4 million people would be listening to it right now. Contact ads at exxoneradiotv.com. I'm not a Starfleet commander. Or T.J. Hooker. I don't live on starship NCC-170 or own a phaser. I don't know anyone named Bones, Sulu, or Spock. And no, I've never had green alien sex. But I'm sure it'd be quite an evening. I speak English. And French. Not Klingon. I drink Labatt's, not Romulan ale. And when someone says to me, live long and prosper... I seriously mean it when I say get a life. (laughs) My doctor's name is not McCoy, it's Ginsburg. (laughs) And Tribbles were puppets, not real animals. Puppets! And when I speak, I never ever talk like every word is its own sentence. Montreal. And yes, I've gone where no man has gone before, but 
<laughs> Way to go, William Shatner. Uh, Diane Tessman is my special guest this hour. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank all our guests tonight. Uh, the first hour, we had Irma Haggath. Second hour, James Olson. Third hour, Dana Hayes. And my guest this hour is a lady who actually flirted with William Shatner. Yeah. The one and only Diane Tessman. First of all, Diane, it's been great having you on the show. Um, I, I love what you do. I love the way you think. And um, when, it com- when it comes to looking at UFOs, alien abduction, ghosts, uh, any, any aspect of the paranormal or parapsychology, what is your advice to those listeners around the world tonight? Uh, my advice would be to boldly go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, to uh, There's such a thing as intelligent fear. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't tell anybody to uh, do something that was uh, foolish or dangerous, but likely they'll get mugged by a human and not an alien, even if they do do so. So my advice would be to drop the the victim drop being the victim mm-hmm. and and uh, explore and realize that the in the exploring in the journey is actually where the revelation and the truth takes place and there is no one answer but many answers and not to look at it from just spiritual or just science but combine get your mind to combine them don't negate either of them and they don't really contradict, and the truth will begin to dawn. <laughs> Diane, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we're going to have to have you back on because I haven't even gone halfway through the conversation I wanted to have with you tonight. But I thank okay. you very much for joining us. A great job on your new book. And um, I look forward to the next time you and I meet here in the Exxon. Okay, I do too. All right. Exxon Nation, Diane Tessman has been my guest this hour. She's the author of the UFO Agenda. So, you want to know the truth? Her website is www.earthchangepredictions.com. Well, that's it for tonight, everyone. I'll be back tomorrow night at 10 o'clock as, once again, we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the X-Zone. So, until tomorrow night, take care of each other. I'd like to thank my senior producer, the lovely Laura Rogers, and thank each and every one of you for being with us here tonight. So until tomorrow night, my good friends, always remember to keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. Good night, everyone. One last call for alcohol.